We are playing the One Ring Second Edition tonight, continuing uh, the game that we started uh, last year, 2021, so like a, a month ago. Uh, and uh, we're going to get back to it. We took a couple weeks off for holiday stuff, holiday shenanigans, and we are now back and uh, going to see where this goes. Uh, we are almost back to our full schedule. We tend to stream three days a week. Mondays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Mondays and Saturdays are back. Friday, I think we're going to get back to normal next week. Uh, so come check uh, other stuff out. So Mondays, we tend to alternate between Alien and Ultraviolet Grasslands. Fridays, we've been running through Delta Green and Possible Landscapes. And on Saturdays, we are doing the Wondering Second Edition. Uh, and since it's the new year, we have some plans for adding some other games, switching out some old, taking a break. And we got some new stuff coming to the channel, I think, in the next couple of months. So very excited to give that a try, but uh, but the wondering, we're still kind of we're still somewhat newbie to this, I think, newbish. Like we've we've done a couple sessions, we've done three sessions. This is our fourth, and so we'll kind of go from there. Uh, and I hope we'll see, we'll see how it goes. We might bust out the journey phase rules tonight, see how that goes. We've messed around with everything else. We've done some combats, done some councils, done some skill endeavors. So I think the last thing, last two things we need to do is journey and fellowship phase stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do I want to do? Um, let's just do introductions. Uh, tell us who you're playing. What do you remember about your character? Also, how is everybody? Uh, because we've learned in the time since we've been away, thanks to some updates to the, uh, to the foundry system that, uh, all of you should have taken at least one, if not more conditions. Uh, and so let's see, tell us about your condition, uh, and like, how are you doing on hope? Uh, which is a, which is a resource. Oh my God, long, you're about to get attacked. Um, so Melissa, let's start with you. Arineal, uh, how's Arineal doing? I know you have two conditions. Do the one that Ashley doesn't have, and then we'll let Ashley do the other. So everyone can kind of talk about the different conditions. So how is Arineal? And oh, who is Arineal? Just peachy. Uh, <laughs> is not doing very well at all. Um, Arineal is both miserable and wounded. Um, so during the combat in the last session, um, Arineal got a, uh, jaw injury, broken jaw. So yeah. that's bad. Um, and that's got a, uh, nine day recovery time as of right now. Yeah. That was as it was rolled. Right. Days. And do you remember, do you know what happens when you're wounded? Do you know the dangers of being wounded as a player? Uh, if you get wounded a second time, you're dying. Yeah, you go down. You're not outright dead, but you could. You could potentially die. Uh, and then you also recover endurance more slowly. So during rests and things like that, you don't get as much back as everybody else does. So it's it's kind of got a, a sort of a death spiral in a way. Um, minor one, but it's there. And so that's the other thing to consider. Separately, um, Arineal is hopeless, um, which yeah. is my word for the fact that Arineal is out of hope. Zero. Out of hope. Zero yep. hope. No hope whatsoever. So you might as well re-roll your character at this point and <laughs> everything will be fine. Uh, so no hope. We'll let Ashley cover what that means in a second, being, uh, being, having more shadow than, than hope. She'll cover that. Cause it's interesting enough. Everyone's, everyone's something. So it's great. So that's that. Uh, well, tell us, tell us about Arineal. So what, what, uh, what culture did you pick? What, uh, you know, what's your, what's your calling, that kind of stuff. Uh, sure. So Arineal is a ranger of the north, uh, and she is a champion, and her shadow path is a curse of vengeance. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So ranger of the north, champion, and you're fairly young too, aren't you? Like you yes, picked. Yeah. Uh, okay, yep. She yeah. is very young. blonde, long braid, um, and then outside of that, kind of fairly typical 
ranger looking okay. gear and clothing and whatnot. Yeah. Young ranger looking to kind of earn your, earn your way in the world somehow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or get a broken job apparently. Yeah. I mean, it happens. These things happen. It's probably not going to be the first time or wait, no, it is the first time. So I'm going to be the last time. There you go. Uh, okay. Let's move it over to, uh, to Floyd. Uh, Long, tell us who Floyd is and how Floyd is doing. Yeah, I'm Floyd. I'm a young adult dwarf going out on my first couple of adventures. The call is the treasure out there. I want to find that. And last combat, took a couple bruises, some cuts. He's down to, he's weary now. So he's got to rest up. Yeah. Do you know what weary means? Do you know what that, that actually, the actual effect of that is? Uh, so weary happens. So in the game, you are having you have endurance, which is sort of like HP in a way, but it's a little bit more all-encompassing than that. But you also have a load score and everything. So it's like how much you can carry, et cetera. When your endurance uh, hits your load score or goes below it, you become weary, uh, which means that uh, you're kind of carrying more than you can. You kind of gotten beat down a little too far and everything. So that's what you got to worry about. Uh, but yeah, my success when, die, if it's below a three, it becomes a zero. That's what it is. Exactly. If it's three, two, or one. So it's not just right. below three, three or lower. So it counts as a zero. So all those extra D6s you roll, if you roll that while you're weary and you roll ones or twos or threes, they don't count towards your total to pass a test. Uh, but you can recover from it pretty easily. So that's the one good thing about weary is that you can take that short rest and stuff and you can, you can basically get back uh, at least... A little bit, because as long as you're a decently strong person, which I think Floyd is, right? So, yeah. Okay. Um, Hope-wise, yeah. it's been pretty good. I've eight. Okay, yeah. You haven't been spending as much as Arineal and Gilly have. Uh, you've been hoarding it, uh, which makes sense. You're a dwarf, so you're greedy and you hoard stuff. So, I guess that that, that fits the tracks. We need someone uh, to keep us. Like- someone's, yeah. It's going to be rough. Give me rough. It'll be okay. it'll be fine. You guys are gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, and we'll just you know like we're we're getting close to the end of the first adventure phase, so like it makes sense. You should all probably just die now. We can start a new one. It'd be great. No. Uh, and then uh, finally we got Gilly Kettlegrass. Ashley, tell us about Gilly and all that kind of such. Who is Gilly? Uh, How is Gilly? Gilly is not doing too great. Like health wise, she's fine. Um. But hope-wise, she's she's pretty miserable. Um, I have two hope and I have two shadow points um, that I got back when we were um, yeah going through the swamp. What does that make you, by the way? Since your hope is depleted so much, so what? So what is your condition called now? I am miserable. Yeah. So when your shadow points equal your current hope score, you become miserable. So when I roll, if my feet die shows an eye of Sauron, auto fail. Um, And then eventually, if I accumulate enough shadow points that equal my maximum hope score, which is 14, um, all of my rolls become ill-favored. And you also experience a bout of madness if that happens. So... That's not going to happen today, hopefully, but um, (laughs) something to keep an eye on. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, Just checking out, just checking packages. We might have, I might have just thought, I don't know. We might be pretty slow right now. I don't know what's going on with my connection. It's going pretty crazy right now. So there's some packet loss and everything. So we might be getting some lag here. Uh, 
I don't know. Yeah. It's uh it's looking pretty unstable. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh my packets are just like it's like a roller coaster. It's like wee wee. Uh-oh. It's so amazing. Is so amazing right light, now. Green light. Uh pretty much with like little yellows and orange. I think it's stabilized. <laughs> I think it's stabilized at this point. Uh, so yeah, Gilly, you're miserable, which means you auto fail on rolls now. If your feet okay. die, shows an eleven or an ISL round in that case. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, and uh, you are low on hope, which means uh, not as much to spend on stuff. So and hope yeah. doesn't really. And like, there's ways to kind of get a little bit of hope back here and there, uh, but uh, you can't really get kind of like a more fully replenished hope until the end of the adventuring phase, which we're not at yet, by the way. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting closer. We're, but we're, not, we're close. We're probably two thirds of the way through my intentions for the first adventuring phase. So we'll see. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So uh, let's say we get started and hope that my connection stays where it currently is, which is, it looks pretty great right now. So let's just kind of stick there. Now that I said that, it'll probably like plummet and I don't know. Who knows? Uh, so. Let's dive back in. We uh, we are a small. Oh, you're all younging younglings, right? Because because Gilly's like only thirty three, and that's young for a hobbit. Floy's sixty nine, yep. which is young for a dwarf. Arinial's twenty one, nice. which is young for a human. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. He's I, unless it's one of those things like an old person says, like <laughs> I'm twenty one and I'm always twenty one. He's like, oh, I'm sixty nine. <laughs> I'm always sixty nine. He's just like this three hundred year old dwarf. And he just like with, winks, like yeah, sixty nine years old. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you're all youngins, and you all have been uh, tasked by your patron, Balin, son of Fundin, to uh, to help out a uh, some folks at the village of Combe or the hamlet of Combe, which is one of the smaller hamlets in the in the Breeland area. Like Bree is like sort of the main city, the main town, and there's like these couple others that are sort of surrounding it. Combe is one of them. So we've been spending some time in Combe. Uh, specifically, you've been looking into like the killing and stealing of livestock uh, on certain comb form- farms um, because Rosa Goodborough is a friend of your, your patron uh, who has asked you to look into this. Uh, you, you did some investigation. You, you kind of uncovered this goblins are responsible, right? Uh, so it's definitely it's definitely goblins, orcs, etc. cetera. Uh, you try to track them a bit through the Chetwood into the, into the Midgewater Marshes. You met an exiled Bree Warden by the name of Hollis Oakstout and his two, uh, his two dogs, uh, Cooper or uh, Hooper and Quint. You, you actually befriended him, uh, which was really nice. Uh, and he told you a little bit about how things have kind of been a little dicey lately and how there's been an increase to, you know, in, in the area of over the last couple of weeks and months of, of kind of orcs, goblins, trolls, wargs, like kind of everything. And they've been using the Midgewater marshes to travel from the Southern side of the East West road to the North. And they, they all seem to be almost like migrating in these, uh, these groups uh, to the North for some reason. He doesn't know why he also mentioned how uh, he's seen like bandits, but he, that was a phrase that he kind of used sort of with air quotes uh, that were also allied up with these orcs and these goblins. Um, you uh you eventually went back into the Chetwood and you were you saved a, a missing woodcutter by the name of uh, Elise Briarcleave. She confirmed a lot of what uh, Hollis said, uh, and she also told you that she saw a bunch of outsiders. She called them. They didn't look like, according to her, they didn't look like anyone she's seen. So it didn't look like people who are from like Combe or Archit or Staddle or Bree or any of the areas around here. Uh, but they look strange, uh, and they she saw them. 
like in the Chetwood, uh, working with these orcs and, and goblins, but then they stopped at one point and cleaned themselves up by a stream and put on clothes to try to look like they were Brelanders, and then they went into the towns. Uh, you all decided then that you were going to look around the town, see if you could figure out what the heck they're doing, and you did. You found that they, that the group of them had gone over to the home of a man by the name of, o- of Oswald Breaker. Um, who Orineal, you you are probably maybe not friends with, but you're familiar with, as he's an, he's known to be something of an ally to the Rangers of the North, uh, which is, you know, you don't have many of those in this area. A lot of people kind of look at Rangers a little bit of you know a little bit of scance, a little sideways because of of uh, you know rumors and reputation, uh, wrongly such. But uh, but you you guys you guys broke into his home after they broke into his home, and in a f- big ass fight ensued. Uh, which I was surprised that we just got to fisticuff so fast, but you had a big old fight. Um, and Before we uh, knew how many people were inside. Yeah, you didn't even know how many people were there. You just started wailing. Uh, Floyd went toe-to-toe with a fairly big dude, tattoos. They were speaking a strange tongue that none of you are familiar with. Um, couldn't really deduce exactly what they were saying. A couple words were uttered multiple times. Uh, Rudauer, Angmar. And uh, eventually, you killed you killed a few, and more escaped. So some some managed to flee, um, but you managed to to win the fight, not without some injury and some you know, some injury to yourselves. Uh, so we are going to pick up. I think we're just going to pick up like right there, right? Should we just so let's we're back at the Breaker House. Um, let me here. I'll activate it so you can remember what it looks like. But we're back at the Breaker House. Um, now, the old man, if you recall, uh, when you went into his room, he had this massive library. Uh, you can see that the the bookcases were stacked like floor to ceiling, and the ceiling was was much higher than other parts throughout uh, throughout the area. And it looked as though like these invaders, these outsiders, were were looking for something. Um, you know, they were, at least they were, they ransacked it. They were going through the shelves, going through his, and his, his items and things. And even though he was injured, when he managed to bring him back to, uh, uh, bring him back to like consciousness, he had been knocked out. He started scrambling. He was kind of bleeding from the back of his head. He had a big old welt where someone apparently cocked him over the head with a cudgel. Um, but he started screaming about how they took something. They took the maps, took this and that. So we're going to pick up almost immediately after the fight, um, he is, we'll say, don't worry about where the tokens are on the screen right now, but we're going to say he's still kind of scrambling and going through his books. Um, he's got kind of a ripped piece of cloth in the back of his head, trying to stop the bleeding of a wound. When you see him, like he's, he's an older man, like he's at least in his sixties. Um, uh, and, uh, you know him to be somewhat of a miserly kind of widow, widowed person here. So what are you all doing? I know some of you are hurt. What's everyone doing? Uh, after chatting with him a little bit, um, Aurenial's going to need to try to figure out something for her jaw. Okay. Yeah. Because that hurts a lot. Okay. So you see him as he, like, as once once he checks, makes sure everyone's, you know, he kind of runs back into his office and starts inventorying, going back through all of his things to see what exactly is missing, all that kind of stuff. Um Arenal, you bust out some kind of maybe first aid or whatever. You take a look, the reflection in like a a blade or something like that or a pot, uh, and you want to make a first aid roll. Is that what you're 
looking you're angling to do here yes yes right, so cool. i imagine okay. rolling healing for that yeah so so one of the things you can do if you get wounded uh is you can roll you can do a first aid roll uh either she can do it on herself or somebody else can do it on you preferred if successful you can reduce your healing time and so that's what everybody was looking to do trying to set your jaw or something maybe uh floy and gilly what are you two doing they'll come out of the bathroom how you hurts <laughs> And you see, Arineal is. What does it look like, Arineal? Oh, I. Is it like broken, broken, like dislocated, broken? I like to think it's dislocated. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to think it's dislocated, but yes, that's what it looks like. Um, yeah, I'm very much like holding my joint over here and like very carefully maneuvering my jaw. Oh, <laughs> like, she's holding brass. You're probably just like <laughs> back in. That's place. true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is one of those. Is where I think Melissa and Arineal are probably opposites of this. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you got. She's like, it's fine. <laughs> okay, so you got a success uh, and a great success at that, right? So oh, no, you got... no, I didn't roll. That was my test roll. For oh, me. that was hunting before. Okay, sorry, my bad. Yeah, sorry. All right, yeah, go ahead and give it a roll. Okay, uh, so bas- basically this what it'll do is this will reduce your healing time, I think, by one day uh, because it's a success, but you didn't get any extra success mm-hmm. icons on your D6s, so it's just one day, and this is the only time you can do that. So um, you can only apply like a successful roll once. So since you succeeded, it'll be, it'll be getting a little over a week. All right, um, Floyd, Gilly, what are you up to? Um, Gilly loves books uh that's that's her her jam um but she's also torn between all these bodies that are in the house that need to be dealt with um so she'll start with like attempting to drag like the really big guy out of the house and she'll quickly just give up on that because he's too heavy (laughs) and then she'll just kind of like dust her hands and then she'll go into the office with him if if he'll let her help him pick up books off the ground and like straighten them up sure uh okay so yeah you go you try to pull this guy this the guy you try to pull has got to be like six foot five right and you can see that his clothes are ill-fitting like they it's definitely got your your kind of standard uh kind of your standard brownish coloring of of just really mundane clothing the kind of type of clothing that yet that regular folk in a village would just would would normally wear and they would kind of blend into the background this kind of rough spun wool type of 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 thing going on but you can sell it you can tell it's like ripping at the seams here and there like he's got like a smedium on essentially is what's happening (laughs) um But as you're pulling him, I mean, you're noticing, like, like kind of tugging on a sleeve. The sleeve is sort of torn. He's got wounds from where, like, him and Floy went toe to toe, and you can tell that he's got, um, he's got some, some what looks like tattoos here and there. You know, some on the face, kind of underneath the eyes, kind of dark, almost not not so much tattoos as like a darkening of the eyes, almost like a like a makeup that's on, and it looks to have been attempted to be smeared away. But some lingers. You notice that there's like tattooing here and there, markings. Um, you know the the idea of, of of saying he doesn't look exactly like um you know this is the type of you know it's the type of person who would stand out in a very small backwards <laughs> not backwards very small like modest village of comb like this this guy would would stand out pretty significantly um if 
if uh so if gilly notices the tattoos and stuff what she'll do is she'll take out like her journal book um and she'll spend some time copying them as best she can to okay. research them later to see if they have any like significance uh, okay, go ahead and add that to your notes. Like, add that as an item because that could actually be useful as for like a lore roll at some point later on. Uh, so that'd be a good what thing to keep track of. What would you call these guys? Just like uh, invaders? Uh, whatever you want to call them is fine. Okay. Um, okay. Evil men, I think, is the all purpose catch all term. Uh, but there are men and women here. Uh, Floyd, so you see Gilly try to move this body. It's almost comic. It's like a puppy trying to drag like their owner away. It's just not happening. And then she plops down on the ground, and starts drawing some of these, uh, some of these tattoos. Arenial's cleaning up her her wounds. What are you doing, Floy? I'm speaking to Oswald over here. Is his name Oswald? Was it? Uh, mind telling us what happened here? You can What happened here is I got attacked. Is what happened? And they they stole, oh, they stole my things. Is what happened? Oh. And you can see he's just like grimacing every time he talks. Um, and as, as you walk into his study, he's on his hands and knees and he's going through these big old piles of books and scrolls, uh, loose papers, maps. You think some of them might not even be paper, might be like scrawled on the back of a hide of something here and there. Some of the materials in here, materials in here are incredibly old and he's bleeding on some of it. And then every time like a drop of blood falls onto one of his one of his belongings he like curses again um but from behind you can see like there is a huge welt on the back of his head um that is is probably uh that he's taken some kind of trauma to the head for sure they said they they, they took my my maps oh, oh. and as he tries to sit up he kind of gets really rosy they took maps of the Four nose and this, and he just slumps down and kind of passes out right on top of his right on top of his books. Arinial, can you take care of him? Wrapped up a little bit. Swamp. <laughs> um. So yes, she'll go over and try to do a healing first aid. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, see if you can, like, get him back to consciousness as he's kind of... We would know that he probably has a concussion. Um, Great success. Yeah, the minute he starts... He's, maybe you don't know it as concussion, but you would know this is not, like, a head wound like this. got to keep them awake and alert. And so you kind of carefully tap him on the side, and and he, he he wakes up, and he's like, Elizabeth, is this you? This. He kind of reaches his hands out and kind of, like, taps on your face a little bit. Yeah. Oh, she looks so. Oh, uh, um, I beg your pardon. Uh, 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 help me up, please. Help me up. An Arrhenia will help him up. Um, an Arrhenia did get an extra six mm-hmm. um, during the roll. So, whatever okay. that does to help him. Uh, we'll say, I mean, like, you can kind of keep him awake, keep him alert, and, like, he can kind of get up and you can set him into a chair nearby. And he says, he looks at you and he's like, you look familiar. Uh, oh, uh. And he kind of looks up and down at your dress. A ranger. Uh, uh, We've crossed paths before. Yeah. Might have me for a loss. Last, I apologize. I've had a very 
awful day. I'm afraid uh, I don't know your name, or do I? Uh, and Arrhenium. why is there a dwarf in my my home? Because uh, we're for... traveling together. I see. I see. Thank you for uh, both. And uh, the cho- just uh, the Hobbit in the other room. Uh, thank you. You uh, you saved me. I'll say that. It's uh, these uh, brigands. These. Uh, Kind of kicks one of them that's laying on the ground. These hill folk haven't much seen their kind. Uh, at least not in the area. But they were. They arrived at my doorstep early this morning and they barged in and started uh, wrecking the place, going through my things, looking for this and that. Yeah, I'm, uh, how did you get them all? No, we did not. Hmm. You were injured. I took some injuries. Uh, there were just too many of them. I see. I see. Well, we'll have to let the the Bree Wardens know this. Can't have bodies lingering in a home. Uh, they'll, they'll want to be aware of it, what little they'll do of it, of course. And if someone could send for Alcott, I've got the worst headache. She might be able to lend more aid. I'd be very appreciative. Uh, they seem to have been... Go ahead, let's speak. There's been a lot going on. We've actually been tracking some issues around with, with livestock and just all sorts of disturbances going on. And unfortunately, this is not a lone incident. Uh, well, these weren't uh, goblins or orcs, as what I've heard is the responsible for uh, those attacks on on the farms. Now, these were these were different sort entirely. These were hill folk. You know of them, hill men, hill folk. Mm, heard stories. You have, and really now they were in such um, such boldness. That kind. They, uh, they usually uh, just scattered drifters and wanderers to the north and the east. Maybe by the Etnmores, lowlands and such. Small clans and they keep out of the way of more civilized folk. When you're more seasoned, I'm sure you'll uh, encounter more than one or two in your time. They are not friendly. They are not peaceful they are cruel and, and vicious lot as you can see here but cunning is not uh, is not something i would normally attribute to them dressing as our folk and breaking into my home and it's not something i would have expected from them nor would i expected them even have the ability to raid and yet they were Searching through my things like they knew what they were looking for. Uh, Gilly will kind of like pop her head up into the doorway and she's like, uh, Elise mentioned that she saw them working with the orcs. Hmm. Uh, it's not, not too su- 
surprising. I suppose they are, uh, like I said, evil. Of course, it's through their blood, their veins. Well, maybe that's unfair, but they are uh, descendants of traitors, they are, and most likely they still are to today. Didn't realise there were that many at all. But, uh, no, no, they were. They were searching for information, maps, things like that sort. A fallen Oster Rain. Are you familiar? Kind of looks over at Arineal when he asks that question. Have your people taken you there? Have you visited? Um, I've heard. Yeah. He looks over towards Gilly, towards Floyd. You people probably would know it is Dead Man's Dyke. Just up the Greenway a few days. Maybe even Norbury. It's an old, uh, old ruin now, but once it was, uh, it was a great city. Long before any of us, of course. Now it's, uh, it's basically just a haunted place. And only their folk. She kind of nods over the direction of Arineo. Only her folk really had there now. Most keep away. Yeah. Ghosts of those who once lived and served maybe wander about, but otherwise, most steer clear, most right minded folk, that is. No offense. While they were searching for my things, I'm not quite sure. But now that they, uh, they had purpose in coming here and that they aligned with these, uh, Orcs, you say? That doesn't sit too well with me. Do you know of anything that they would want from there? Well, the place is mostly ruins. Though, uh... I mean, rumor has it that this... The last king's got a... Chamber was buried when it, the city fell and... More than one treasure hunter has gone searching in there, I'm sure, for this or that. It's uh, possible there might be something in there, but uh, like I said, most don't go in there at all. Those that do really only go there with reverence, like a Renius folk. Mm-hmm. I've never been there myself, I've just, I've just done the reading, but... Um, Used to be a great capital for a while. But, uh, it has a very, it's a very tragic history, that place. But a great one as well, for those who care to read about it and learn about it. Not that anyone around here much cares. It's got kind of like a bitterness to him as he's like looking around at his books, which are now. You can tell, kind of like you, Gilly. Just this guy just mm-hmm. loves into it. From Gilly, um, from what you would know, you live in the area. You would know. Uh, you have a little bit of a reputation. He has a little bit of a reputation. Arinio, you might know this as well. He's got a reputation for being kind of a recluse. Mm-hmm. He's a widow. His wife died years ago, and since then, he's he's kind of kind of keeps to himself. Just reads his books and things. You would imagine, considering like how curated and well kept. His uh, his collection is. This might be like, this might be all he does. Like this is 
this is it right here. It feeds information to a ranger passing by, looking for information on the area, like history of the area, that type of thing. He's a scholar of of the area, basically, of of the northern parts of Ariador and everything. Um, I'm a little he, bit in heaven right now, regardless <laughs> of the circumstances. Sure. So, um, Arineal would have kind of jumped in and, and, you know, when he said, like, oh, no one likes to read anymore, Arineal would have pointed to Gilly and said, uh, my friend here shares the hobby with you. I, hobby. I, would, I would love to learn about the, the tragic history and the greatness of it. Yeah. What do you know of uh, the kingdom of Arnor? Could I do a lore roll? You absolutely could. That sounds like a wonderful thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Throw out that roll lore. or lore roll, roll lore. <laughs> oh. oh, failure. Um, you you know that the area that you're in was once called it, and some people call it that. The specific details of which are probably not too uh, familiar to you. Uh, but yeah, you know that that this once the land here used to be called Arner at one point. Yeah, so she just kind of tells him that, and she goes, "But I would, I would love to learn more." Hmm. Well, uh, I'll spare you and your friends uh, too deep of a lesson, especially since I really need to get my head checked out. But uh, over a thousand years ago, there was a horrible war that that took the area, basically. And even before that, there was a kingdom on all this place was once called... And, uh, well, it was a wonderful place until greed and, and separated it into three kingdoms. There was Arthur Dane, Cardolan, and Rudala. And, uh, well, sad to say, uh, certain... Events transpired to separate a once glorious place as honor into three less glorious but well-intentioned kingdoms and the shadow grew large to the northeast in a place called Angmar. And they, they got into the minds of the hill folk who lived in Rudawa. And infighting began, and again, we don't have the time today to go into it all. But suffice to say, her people, and he nods over at Reniel, I presume, used to be a lot more than just random drifters and scattered clans folk. It used to be honor and glory and decency and civility and over time it all fell apart fallen hostages replaced it changed hands more than once major city capital and then for a time the forces of Amar came down from the northeast allied with Rudawa they took it over and they sat upon it for some time until they were driven away 
But even after driving it away, the people that were people that were left were just a small drop in a very, very large bucket of what this place used to be. And now we are we are left with Breelands and the Shire, you know, with the scattered ranges here and there in the North Downs, and we are pale, pale copy of what we once were. As I said, very tragic. Looking at the pictures of his wife around there, does she look like she's a ranger of the North? Uh, it's hard to tell. Hard to tell. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she—I mean, she's human, obviously, but um, hard to tell anything more than that, just from because they're sketches. You know, they're just like, yeah, you know, maybe his, maybe somebody else's, just sketches here and there. Okay. Um, um, how we're—he's just on the outskirts of town, right? Of Combe. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. So, he is. He is not in the middle of Combe whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's not a an issue while they stay here um gilly would probably run to go get um the okay. killer sure okay so yeah we'll say you go and like you know he's still kind of telling some stories he's kind of regaling you a bit here and there and every now and then he can kind of nods off a bit and you come over and you snap your fingers in front of his eyes and he pops back up and sometimes like his his stories drift into history he starts talking about these lands but sometimes it becomes personal and he kind of starts talking about his wife and this and that and you know some time passes um but eventually you see like um you see alcott sweet root who who helped you with elise briarcleave she shows up um there's a, a couple of these Bree wardens that that show up as well with her um we'll say that you were able to grab one or two that might have been uh, wandering about the streets, the or the central village court of area of uh, of mm-hmm. Combe, they come in and you know we don't have to play it all out, but you know over the next couple of hours, you know testimony is given, explanations for what happened. Um, Oswald, of course, speaks well of the three of you um, and defends you know what happened here, and uh, even even uh, Alcott speaks again to your the three of yours. Uh, you know, your ability, how they you rescued Elise and things like that. So what looked initially kind of like a, a strange thing, there's, there's the village, these villagers dead on the ground in front, you all responsible. Eventually none of it seems to be too, too much, you know, doesn't really cause you too much grief and, and people, these, these, these Bree wardens start to, to move the bodies away. Um, we get kind of deep into the, you know, evening at this point, you know, the sun goes down, um, Alcott's still there, kind of tending to to um, Oswald, to Arineal, to maybe even to the two of you if you have like, you know, bumps and bruises and things. But um, deep into the night, you know, um, a good hour or two after sunset, he uh, he'll pull you all aside and he'll say, um, "If I could uh, <clears throat> beg your pardon, uh, I uh, I given." Some thought to what you said before, and how uh, well these these hell folk might be allied. You said with these uh, these bands of goblins and such, and mm-hmm. that kind of organization. It's not a characteristic of them either, really. Um, I wonder if I might beg of you a favor. You could certainly ask. Kind of gives you a side eyes glance when you say it that way. 
Gilly just kind of is like, oh, of course. How can I? I've got my jaw that's sort of close shut, so the words might have gotten a little muffled. I've had a bit of time to go through some of my things that I've got here. Grab some some old uh, sketches of what the city looked like in its glory day. Some histories of the last king, Arvadui, and those that came before, and uh, a few books here and there. Are likely uh, <clears throat> we'll never see again. Gifts from friends, from my wife, from others, trinkets and things. Well, uh, I think it would be uh, uh, useful to warn um, those that watch over the city, just in case you know, something more will befall it. You know, if they take what they've gained and learned here and try to go raiding throughout that city defiling that place of the dead. There is a, a ranger, one of your kind of Rennial, who's a, one of a self-appointed guardian of Fornos Rain tends to keep camp in the North Downs and the hills overlooking the city and ranges thereabouts between between the valley of the North Downs and the Weather Hills and keeps close watch in case any any treasure hunters and bandits and such tries to go pillaging and ransacking through uh, through the walls. It's a fellow by the name of Talendil. If you could uh, take word to Talendil that um, the hill folk have come west and south and have their eyes these some sort of design on the ruins of the city that uh, would be much appreciated it will be some time again before he comes down to come so uh, insistent he is on keeping perch over the city and uh, it's not uh, uncommon for folks like yourself or any to be sending communicating messages and such. If you tell Talendil or since you, he'll know that uh, you should be taken seriously. I will be very happy to send the message along. And if you happen to find those, uh, those stragglers who stole my things and were able to recover, I would be even more grateful than that. Especially since, well... They took a crystal figure that uh, had nothing to do with the city at all. It was probably just a shiny thing to them, but it holds a bit of value to me. My wife, well, she gave it to me when we got married, and I wouldn't mind having it returned if you could. Uh, Gilly kind of just, like... She tries not to go too soft on him and make him feel awkward about it, but she'll like pat his shoulder. Well, probably more like his elbow because she's kind of <laughs> <laughs> climb up on a step ladder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if if we do come across it, well, if we if we come across it, we'll bring that to you. And, um, <clears throat> and you can see he's not he's not good with people being nice to him. And so like when you kind of tap his shoulder and everything, and you're nice to him. You see, he's kind of very awkward. Uh, that, thank you, little one. I uh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, 
Now, if you don't mind. got to stick together. Right, right. You, you've got some room to do. I, I'll, I'll tell you what. You, um, <clears throat> when this is all, the, when this task is taken care of, if, uh, if you want to take a look at some of my collection, I'm sure we could find an arrangement. Gilly looks like a kid in a candy shop. Like her eyes just go absolutely wide, and she's like, "Yes." <laughs> And he'll say, uh, the place is a bit messy. I definitely need someone to clean it up. And uh, I think that in exchange for a few books, uh, afternoons worth of reading might be uh, suitable, don't you think, little one? Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, if you uh, if you don't mind, I, I do need to get some rest. But uh, thank you again for uh, what you did. And, uh, and, uh, be careful, uh, on the travels. Uh, these, uh, hill folk, they might be, uh, you might have won the day here, but, um, they're war even more, uh, when they first arrived. And, uh, some left before, uh, before you did. Uh, there is a very, uh, large red-haired woman that they seem to, uh, they seem to take orders from. Yeah. But she didn't linger too long. Set them to task, and off she went with some of my things. Anyhow, um, be well. Give my best to Talindil, and, uh, and we'll see you when you return from your journey. <laughs> All right. Glad that we happened to come by today and could help you. Yes, yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. So uh, you all take your leave. Uh, it's it's evening time. So you have, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to um, rest somewhere, I presume, do a prolonged rest? Yeah, I assume we kind of had a short rest while we were chatting with him. Oh, did you now? Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, no, I th- I think there's there's like you guys. I think it was lunchtime when you first arrived, and you've been with him since then, one way or the other. So you can you can certainly have done that. Um, and then we can dive into so yeah, short rest um, once per day. You can in- you can cover endurance points equal to your strength rating. However, Arinial doesn't affect you because you're wounded. Got it. But the rest of you, the two of you, can can take endurance back equal to your strength rating. Uh, do you do you There's go back to the rest button also on the sheet? Yeah, you can hit the button. Uh, do you go back to uh, your? I think you had the the Coleman Waddle uh, is the inn here. Like you had rooms, even though you didn't stay there last night. You just totally imposed upon uh, the Sweet Roots. Uh, <laughs> yes, we did. Do you impose upon them again, or do you go back to your your room at the inn? Uh, I say we go to the inn. Yeah. This time, I think which is closer. Which is closer? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Let's say the end is closer. Let's say the end. Let's say the end. Stop imposing upon these people. I just noticed there's someone behind you. Is that why you haven't been talking long? It's because there's somebody in the room and you're embarrassed to role play in front of them. No, I just making a little noise back there. Yeah, yeah, I see him. Uh, okay. Um, so yeah, go ahead and do your prolonged rest. So uh, you can recover all lost endurance points. If you're wounded, uh, Arineal, you only recover endurance points equal to your strength score. Um, 
And if you were at zero hope at the start of the rest, you can regain one. Uh, and optionally, you can spend fellowship points while resting to regain additional hope. Uh, so you guys have five fellowship points. Uh, three because you each get one at the start of the session. And then there's one from uh, your your patron Balan and one from Gilly's uh, special cultural ability. So that's five total for the group. If you spend them now, you can get hope back, uh, but it's it the, the ratio is one fellowship point per point of hope and not for the group for one particular character. So it's up to you guys if you wanted to spend it. Um, I'd like to spend at least one. Okay. To take one to get one hope back. So you don't no longer miserable? Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty close to miserable, but like I'm on the cusp, you know. Well you are miserable. I think you're even. Because you're even yeah. right now, so you should be. Miserable. No, but so I mean, if you, once if I go yeah. up one, I'll be. Yeah, you're feeling you, you're excited, <laughs> right? Miserable is there? So, well, there's the there's the optimism of like knowing that once you once you finish this task, you can come back and start reading some books I can and read stuff. Some right? books, yeah. Cheers you up, yeah. Okay. Um, so then the question is, if I want to spend three to get myself unmiserable, because I would have to spend three. It would put you guys down to one fellowship point left. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So all of you on your character sheets just track fellowship points. You okay. should have one. We got one. Okay. All right. So hey, morning's going to... Okay. Very nice. Um, morning will come. And uh, you all have been tasked to deliver a message. Uh, before you left, he probably gave you like a folded up stamped little little piece of a little document. Probably handed over to Arineal specifically um, to deliver to Talendil. Um, so he's asking you to leave, basically he's asking you to kind of go on a journey, What? but there's other things going around, you know, there's other things going on. So you guys tell me when morning comes, what do you want to do? Like you've got this task to, to, to go journey North. Um, when you wake up in the morning, you don't hear any, uh, any stories of, of raids over the night. So it sounds like there weren't any additional attacks on livestock last night. Um, you hear a at least Briarcleave is doing a little bit better. Uh, you don't think that she's, so you think she's recovering. So everyone's kind of recovering. So it's just a question of whether you wanted to to take this task, which you've kind of agreed to already and taken the note and go do that now, or if there's something else that you wanted to do in the interim. Arrhenia will say to Gilly and Floyd, I, if I have an opportunity to touch base with one of my fellow rangers and uh, continue to help Oswald. This seems like a task that I would want to prioritize. Um, Gilly would would agree with you because at least like getting somebody else to watch, like give him warning just in case trouble might be heading his way because they took maps and stuff. So that would yeah. also and the whole good. point of going there is to kind of warn the area, which is definitely a yeah something a ranger is going to want to do. Yeah, so the wardens know, or the the Bree wardens know about this attack and stuff now. So they'll be, they'll do whatever they need to. You would think. Yeah, we <laughs> so would hope. We hope. We yeah. hope. Haven't seen it so far that they've really been too effective with what's been going on. But maybe what we can do is. Um... Uh, we'll warn this guy, and then if we need to, we can come back and warn Balin that it's more serious than... Like, we can use this opportunity to see how serious it is over here as well. And then... Right. Uh, and you guys know that Balin is... Um, 
is over in the Prancing Pony in Bree. So you could, uh, you, I mean, like, which isn't that far away. So you could always touch base with him if you really wanted to yeah. um, before or after. I think maybe we'll do after. So we'll do kind of like a, we'll survey the site and see if there's increased activity over there as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Do the journey first and then have more information to update him with upon our return. Yeah, more uh, like comprehensive. Sure. Uh, okay. Um, so before, like, yeah, we're, so we're going to dive into the journey rules here in a sec then. Uh, do you guys have mounts? A renewal does not. Renewal, okay, so you guys are, aren't going to have mounts. Just know. Uh, some of you might, depending on your uh, depending on your what's it called, I, standard living. I do. I yeah, it's really only well. useful. You're the only one. Yeah, you need to have everybody. Uh, so yeah. it's, if as long as if everybody doesn't have it, then it doesn't really work. So it'll mostly you could you could still bring them alongside carrying stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's let's dive into these rules then. It's our first journey. I'm very excited to get into this. Um. Let me bring you back to the big map. Uh, Alright, so should be doing it there. Are you guys back on the main map? Not yet. Alright, go ahead and just click on area the area door tab and you can go back there yourselves. Okay. Okay. So let's just walk through since this is our first time doing this and we'll probably do this a lot more as we play. So let's just kind of go over how this is going to work. So the journey phase is sort of like a montage, like, you know, event. It's not the most, um, it's not like something where, uh, like, it's not like a hex crawl, but it kind of is. Uh, so you can see that like what we, there's a couple of different steps that we have to go to. You guys have different roles and there's a couple, like there's a couple of things that we do along the way, but it's, it's really about kind of narrating the story of like you going from one place to the next. So I do have rules. If you get, I, I did kind of like write abbreviated rules, kind of took some notes for you guys. If you want to look over in the rules and resources folder, there's a journey phase, um, thing you can take a look at there. I'm trying to like stop the, there we go. Finally. I was trying to stop the uh, the music because it was like on the same. It was just like repeating over and over again. I was getting dr- lulled into sleep with that. Um, okay, so when we do a journey phase, um, there are four roles uh, that, that have to be filled. Roles as an R-O-L-E-S. There's guide, uh, there's hunter, lookout, and scout. Uh, since we have fewer than four people in the party, one of you will be taking on two roles, basically. The guide and one of the others. The guide is in charge of all decisions concerning the route that you take, uh, when to rest, how to designate supplies, etc. And they're gonna be the ones who ha- they're gonna be the ones who makes a travel role, basically, to help steer the entire party during their journey. The hunter uh, is in charge of finding food in the wild, uh, and they will have to be rolling hunting at some point. Uh, the lookout is in charge of keeping watch and that's going to be an awareness role. And then the scout is in charge of setting up camp and opening up new, tra- uh, new trails. And that's going to be an explore role. So who's so, best at all of that stuff with all of us? Exactly. I've got hunting that is favored and I've got two. 
my awareness is favored with two. Your guys' travel and explore. You're good with travel I, and explore? Well, I have three in travel, but it's my lowest skill, my heart. Mm. I do have three. Yeah, having three is better. I have one in travel. Okay. Uh, and then explore, I have... Where is that? Oh, am I looking right past it? I have one in explore. Explore's two. So I could be the guidance scout if you guys don't have any better. Okay. Yeah, explore is favored, and I've got two, but it's also wits, which I have... It's 18 for me, so that's mm. really hard. So, looks like I got hunting. Okay, so guide, that's going to be Floy. Is that correct? Yeah. All right, and then hunter is Arineal. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. Lookout right. is Gilly. Lookout's Gilly. And then Floy, you're also going to be taking on the role of scout as well. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Which is awesome. All I right. have the most hope. So, got our roles chosen. So, the next thing we do is we hit the map. Uh, and so you guys can all see a map of uh, of area door. You can see our little travel token down by Bree. Um, what you guys now get to do is you get to j- literally draw the path you want to take. Uh, and you're going to get to use the tools and everything because there should be drawing. You guys should have access to drawing tools. If they're not mm-hmm. working for you, I'll, I'll do it. But you should have access to it. I would say let one person do it, um, whoever knows how to use them. Um, so you guys are looking to go northward towards um towards fornos but specifically it was like in the hills east of fornos so you're kind of looking to go somewhere around here or here in the kind of the north downs so you see where i'm pinging they're not popping up no i don't oh. i think you guys oh, disconnected from the forge because they got there earlier but i can see it yeah i had to reload my forge oh so you well, can let see me reload then yeah and see what happens uh, so yeah, so just east of Fornost is where you guys are going. And so in order to actually do a journey, you have to like, have some general idea of like where you're supposed to go. And so you know that, that Talendil takes up, you know, camp somewhere in the hills east of Fornost and tends to range everywhere, anywhere from Fornost to like the valley between the Weather Hills and the North Downs. So you know that you're going to find Talendil somewhere in kind of that general area, uh, east of, east of, of of Fornost. So you kind of have a good idea of the, generally where you're supposed to go. So now what you basically have to decide is where, you know, what route you want to take. As a GM, I have like my own map on the side that has hexes and things. And so once you guys draw your line, I kind of figure out based upon like the hexes of that your lines hit, like, you know, how long it'll take. Each hex is, is basically a day where the travel yeah, but there are certain certain places like swamps or high mountains and stuff that might take longer. Um, you don't always want to do like a straight line because you, sometimes you might want to go around things. Uh, roads, trails tend to be a little bit better. Like like there's, you know, you have to consider like if you're traveling uh, over rivers, is there like a bridge? If not, then like and you're just cutting across a river, like that's not necessarily going to be easier because how are you going to get across the river? So it might make sense to kind of take a longer route. So it's not just like simple point A to point B. So you guys, you guys basically talk it out now. Um, Can so, you reping the map where we're headed? Sure. Now that I've reloaded. Yeah. So just basically around just east of, of Fornost is, is where you're looking to go. I mean, already this nice main road we can just take up. But remember, we knew there were bandits on the road. Yeah, so that road is called the Greenway. 
Uh, it used to be called the North South Road, et cetera, et cetera. So it's in heavy disrepair. So even around here, it's like been overrun with like grass here and there. So when you're thinking of it in terms of like a proper, a proper road, it's not it's not guarded. It's not well kept. Uh, beset by bandits, et cetera, et cetera. There are decent people there, and there'll probably be scattered homesteads and stuff. Like you all would be aware of that from time to time. But when you think of the north, like the Greenway, is a very is actually a fairly dangerous road. Um, so, but wa- the wilds are dangerous too. So you never know. Um, so it's kind of up to you guys. All right. So like, we- you can go up halfway and just like cut diagonally toward their destination. Okay. Why don't you draw it out, Floyd? Yeah, you are the guide. You might as well. Something like that. Uh, let me that reroute works. the. Works me. My other foundry thing. Roads. <laughs> they don't need roads. There's no roads there anyway. Hey, Roger. <laughs> how's it going? Uh, I'm reloading the um, foundry on the stream so that they can see what you're drawing. <laughs> okay. All right. So then. All right, so then what I do is I go onto my little my little GM layer and I take a look at like the 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 map that you just did, like like your the path you just drawn out, and I kind of figure out in terms of like the hexes essentially how how you're doing it. So okay. let me get that situated, and that will kind of determine um certain things. You're going to be basically on the road for most of the way, right? Yeah, just just adjacent to the road. And then you're probably going to have maybe two or three hexes where you're off-roading it. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Let's see what happens to us. So then... All right. Well, there's more to it. So this will be faster in the future, I presume, but maybe not. All right. So then we've got that situated. So you got your path. Okay. So that's that's the route you guys are going to take. Uh, and then I have like in on my screen, I've, I've seen kind of how it goes. There's more, there's some more things you can do. Cause there's like these travel logs that you can do if you want, if you want to like sketch or take notes and things. All right. So now that we've got that figured out, uh, you guys go on, you know, you start to travel. So like, we'll say you spend the morning kind of going around, kind of collecting some things, you know, getting your stuff ready, getting some, some whatever kind of, you know, whatever kind of things that you might need, you know, some food, some, some water, filling up your, you know, canteens, that kind of stuff. Uh, and eventually you you head west out of Combe. Um, you bid adieu to Oswald, to the Sweet Roots, to whoever else you might have encountered. Let Elise Briarcleave know that you're leaving, um, that kind of thing. And you start heading heading north. You you get out onto the road to the Greenway specifically, and you start heading heading north for a bit. Now the road itself, like I was saying before, it's it's got that name. The greenway because grass has effectively grown up over it in so many ways. You can still see what looks like road beneath it. It's spliced together here and there, but you're not you're not going to find, you know, like a, a very perfect, um, well kept, well maintained road. It hasn't been maintained for ages, really. And you're not the only people on it, um, but the you know the people who are heading north from from Bree don't really tend to be uh it's not a very avidly traveled road you might find rangers like Arineal um traveling this road here and there uh and you might find some other folks who just 
don't really want to live within the hamlets or the town of Bree and the, and, and their the other villages, and they might kind of live on some kind of distant homestead here or there. So there's other things that might potentially happen. So then what we do is I need the guide to make a travel roll. And so this, this, because periodically along the way, you're going to have events and things like that. And this sort of determines how well he does in this travel roll, determines how regularly, how frequently, you know, how quickly like the first event occurs. Events don't necessarily have to be bad things, but most of them are challenging and they cause fatigue. They kind of slow you down. They're things that you have to accrue over time. And that could have an effect when you get to where you're going. So Floyd, I need you to go ahead and make a travel roll as you... You leave the confines of Combe, you get onto the road, onto the greenway, and you start heading north. Success, 18. Yay! Okay. So, I'll peel the curtain back just a little bit so you guys know, but like, success means that it takes longer for an event to crop up. Failure means it's quicker for an event to crop up. And the more events that you encounter, the more fatigue you gain, the more potential mm-hmm. shadow you come into, all that kind of stuff. So the next thing you do, this is the lore master side of it. What I do is I kind of take this, the sort of his role, and I kind of figure out exactly along the way, counting like hexes effectively, where that particular event transpires. Okay. So... With a success, it's three hexes. With a fail, it's two. So it's just a base success. Okay. So you guys get on the road. Uh, we'll say, Gilly, you brought your your little pony. Didn't you have a pony? Or is it Floyd yeah. who has one? I have so, a, a little old little pony. Yeah, but unfortunately, Arineal doesn't have her own steed. And it's not very common for people to be mm-hmm. traveling on, on horses anyway in this part of the in this part of the area. So like you, you bring them along more for like, and carrying gear, camping equipment, that kind of stuff. So it's not always on the backs, on your backs along the way. And so the it's summertime. So travel, it's not like it's particularly cold or anything like that. But more than once along the along the path, like as you're as you're passing by the Chetwood, because uh, the first day or so uh, of travel northward, uh, you're you know that you've been inside the Chetwood, and you know, the Chetwood is about a day, day and a half to get from one side to the other, north, you know, south to north, and you're kind of passing by it all along the way. The trees, kind of, because of you know because of time and because no one's really paid attention to it, like you can see that the the trees get closer and have overhang onto certain aspects of the greenway, and it certainly seems like some parts are much more shaded than others. Occasional stream, occasional pond, an occasional traveler who usually kind of keeps to themselves, pulls a cloak up, kind of wanders and shuffles off. Um, but a first, you know, your, your first, your first couple of days travel closer to debris isn't really an issue. Like you don't really have too much trouble whatsoever. Um, kind of making, you know, making your uh, making your movement. It's about on day three uh, when. As you're traveling, when 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 we'll hit our first our first uh, our first event. So what I do is I determine. So for those of you who are watching this video and you want to figure out like how this is done, the lore master rolls a die to figure out who the first who the event targets, and it determines it based upon the role that they take. And so for me, I just rolled uh, scout. So Floyd, you're going to roll again. 
uh, go ahead and roll an explore test as you're getting further and further away from the hamlets the roads kind of dying away even further the grass is becoming more more prevalent than the the cobblestone and the stone of the road itself so you're kind of losing track a bit of the road um so i have useful the, gear it, as mm-hmm. in maps that help my yeah. explore uh does it is it if is that what you wrote as the skill it's helping skill uh it helps explore it yeah if it if that's what you put down yeah yeah so i have maps how does that help again uh so it should give you an extra d6 i believe d6 okay yeah so between your maps and so you can take your plus one on that uh your bonus die and then you can roll uh, explore Great success. Okay. So in addition to like figuring out who it targets, I'm also like the lore master is also kind of figuring kind of the type of, uh, you know, type of event, what actually happens. So I'm rolling some of this, I'm rolling hidden. Okay. Trying to read that face. What does that face mean for us? It's actually, it's actually <laughs> pretty terrible. First one, actually. Uh, oh, that's not what I was hoping that face meant. Yeah. So, as you're, you know, as you're traveling for a bit, um, you get north of the Chetwood. You can see that there's been some kind of an expanse of, uh, kind of like a, a of empty grass meadow in between. When you reach like this northern copse of trees, you can kind of see it here on the map that there's. Um, it's kind of no-name forest to a degree. It probably does have names. I mean, the locals have them or some of the smaller little homesteads that you've seen dotted around here and there. Um, but as you're as you're moving past Floy, you you come across like this this sort of huge gash in the in the in the road. It's the kind of large, like something something kind of cut through the earth, and it kind of has this erupt like this rupture of stone and grass. And it kind of takes a little doing for you all to get across, mainly because like there's sort of a precarious slope to the to the east and to the west of the road. And you kind of find yourselves on this sort of raised kind of raised portion of the road for a bit with kind of a split in between. All of you kind of start carefully like hopping across and hopping across one at a time. Uh, you make sure that your pony is is kind of careful as well. Uh, but Floy, as you're as you're hopping, as you're trying to kind of climb across the the weight of your uh, of your your mail is kind of keeping you keeping you down a bit. You don't you're not as nimble as you would like to be. You're carrying one thing or another, and for some reason, Gillian and Arinial seem obsessed with helping the pony across, but no one's reaching to give you a hand. And you go like kind of stumbling down into this this gash in the road, and it kind of shoots you out on the eastern side of the road, and you go tumbling down this long slope, uh, and you come slamming face first into hard rock probably about 20 feet down the slope. So it's just this long tumble of this dwarf and male kicking one over the other over the other. And you come... Fingers, ting, ting, ting. Ting, ting, yeah. ting, ting, <laughs> ting, ting. <laughs> and you come, you know, you come to a to a stop at the base of this, this small forest. You hear the sounds of like your ting, ting, ting suddenly echoing out of the out of the the forest itself as if someone's almost mimicking the sounds that you just made uh as you get up you start dusting yourself off you realize like you know you look at you look where your head landed 
and you look like two inches to the right and you can see this sharp stone on the ground where had you just fallen two inches to the right, you're, you're, you could have lost an eye. Uh, but fortunately, you passed your roll, and that didn't happen. As this was terrible misfortune. Um, you do, however, gain two. Uh, everyone gains two fatigue points. It's like the day is kind of slowed down a bit as you have to now try to get him back up this long, this heavy, steep slope. Um, you know, some combination of hands and ropes and things as you're, you're slowly beginning to push him up. But you make a note to yourselves to be careful, maybe on your way back, to kind of make a larger swing around the road itself and around this this kind of raged area. So two fatigue points to everybody. And we keep track of that separately, right? Yeah, so you should keep track of this separately. It'll be important when we get to the end. Okay. Uh, Iridial, just, just write it down separately. There isn't a, yeah. a section. Oh, okay. You can write it down. There is there's travel load. Uh you can you can keep track of it there if you want. Um, but it's it'll be those there's ways to mitigate that. So if you look on your sheet, there's a on the, the foundry character sheet, there is a section for load and there's a smaller little box next to it that says travel load. You can track it there. You'll see it. Will gonna actually... go yelling down the hill after Floyd just rolled down there. So you start yelling down the hill, Arineal, as you're kind of slowly, you're not running, but you're yelling and maybe slowly trying to, to kind of creep down to give Floy up. But as you shout, Floy, you hear Arineal kind of shouting down for help. But then from the trees that your head just slammed down at the base of and eastward into this, what looks like a couple miles long forest, a little bit scattered at first, but then it gets darker and darker. You hear her voice like echoing back from those trees itself. It's just like you're hearing it from two different directions. Maybe you banged your head harder than you thought. Down here, Renio. What? Well, what did you, you go and roll down the hill for? Get, oh, this is not going to be easy to drag you back up again. No, you're busy helping the horse over. Poor old me. Can barely step over that thing. Uh, I'd... Fair point, but I mean, I think the horse would have needed more help than you, but I didn't expect you to go rolling down. I guess I'll know for next time. And Arineal's like trying to carefully like kind of go down easily, almost like backwards, trying to okay. get down. Does Arineal so, notice this echoing happening? Uh, roll an awareness test. Okay. Great success, fourteen. Yeah, you do actually. As you get as you get kind of further down, slowly working your way down, you you actually hear the tail end of like you shouting, and then you actually hear almost like a gust of wind, and then a whisper uh, as like the very small words that you just were saying. They weren't yelling, and you were just saying, "Well, yeah, I guess that's true." You hear that kind of come back to you on what sounds like the like a gust of wind coming out from within the trees. You feel like this little shudder of coldness come over top of you. Oh. And first, Erin, you'll just be like, Floy, are you... Are you calling back? Well, no. It's just an echo. I... There shouldn't be. And so Erin, will just kind of yell out, Hello? You hear you like wait and you wait and as you're like shouting off into the into the forest itself and you feel a gust of wind again come back out from 
from within the trees. You hear the sounds of like the branches kind of smacking against one another, but you do not hear an echo. You just hear the wind this time. Uh, can Arrhenial do like a lore check or something to see if the like voice on the wind rings in? Uh, no, uh, there's, there's probably nothing you would be able to gain from that. Um, okay. You would know enough that there are, you know, the, these lands are haunted in a way, right? Like there's ruins that dot the landscape here and there. There's sites of long forgotten battles, smaller battles and skirmishes amongst the larger war. One of the wars that, you know, that that um, Oswald mentioned and, mm-hmm. and among others. And so things linger, you know, the there's there's in the land and the the buildings and such that have fallen to ruin in the trees like stuff lingers here and there and so the idea that like that strange things occur it's not an uncommon thing it's why most people linger and don't don't leave breathe most most people huddle around like these towns and kind of stick together they don't really wander to the north so there's nothing there's nothing particular that that you, you would be able to get with that lore test so it's not worth rolling okay Gilly's still up with her horse and she's just like, you guys just see her kind of like put her hands on her hip and be like, hello, let's, let's go. You're by yourself. Well, <laughs> she's slowly making her way. Over. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just face. I'm like, Christ. <laughs> the threat. So you, you spend like half a day kind of, Getting, or not even half day, a couple hours maybe getting them up. Then you have your, you know, you have, you, you break fast for the day. And eventually you clamber back up the slope, make sure everyone's got their things. More than once you hear that echo again, though, but it's inconsistent now. And it seems like anytime you kind of send, send voice or send sound there intentionally, it doesn't echo back. But every time it's just like accidental or just loud enough, then it echoes back. It's it's a very strange and peculiar and inconsistent uh, phenomenon, but nonetheless kind of gives you a little bit of the creeps. Um, yeah. So you end your day there. Uh, not, you know, you, maybe you travel a little bit further just to get a little bit, put a little distance between you and it and kind of yes, camp please. out for the night. Yeah. Uh, Floy. You have to make another travel roll. So the guy, now that we've resolved one event, we do this again. And so we just kind of keep doing this over and over again until you get close enough um, so that you would actually reach your destination. So morning comes after after a night. You kind of lick your wounds here and there. I got another success. And another basic success. Um, okay. All right. So let me do a little... Rules here. I can probably do this more efficiently in the future. So, is that our first overnight, or how many nights has it been? Uh, it's basically one night a hex. I'll give you the full total when we get to the end. Okay, just tracking my wound. Progress. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, I'll give you the total when you get to when you find Talendil. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is also going to target scouts again. Yeah, it's, this is this is the this is the long phase. <laughs> uh, so another explore test, please. In my maps, like I'm in good use. Is there a limit to that? No, it's fine. You can keep using it. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind. Uh, so you wake up in the morning and you realize that 
you, at some point between when you climb back up the slope and when you um, kind of sat down for, for sleep that night, you know, kind of camped out, you all have completely like lost the road. You wake up and you kind of feel around for it. You look for it as in the, the sun is a little bit brighter now uh, at night as you're doing your last maybe mile or so and, and and was effectively dusk or twilight or whatever. You you maybe lost sight of it here and you kind of drifted a little bit further off to the east and off from the road. And you find yourselves kind of in this 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 wide expanse of meadow. You know, you can you can hear it in the sounds of the pony as its feet are no longer clopping on the hard rock and the cobblestone of the of the road itself. And it's more soft ground from time to time. You see scattered trees, bushes, things like that, some berries that you managed to pick on the on the way on the on the roads itself. More than once you see what looks like, you know, some kind of uh, you know, some kind of tower or, or building on the on the side. Um, but you notice that um, when you wake up and you're kind of looking around for it, you have like just the clearest view kind of northward. You can see off to the east, these, the, the, the kind of the weathered hills with their, uh, with their like old ruins of watchtowers in the very top are kind of sticking up and the sun's coming up from behind them, kind of this kind of glorious look to it. But it occurs to you, Floyd, as you're kind of doing some, some small math here and there and taking the very clear view of these eastern hills, and then you look even further in the north, you could just see for for just so much further than you could yesterday, where it was a little bit more overcast. And you're better to, better able to triangulate, and you, in fact, you actually gain a shortcut. Uh, so it Ooh. succeeded, so you get to re- reduce the length of the journey by one day. So it's kind of, you find this little bit of a shortcut as you begin to, to travel a little bit further. Nice job, um, Floyd. Now, it was right here on this map. It's quite easy. Oh, that's right. You've got your special maps. He does. He does actually have a special map. As you in, in conveniently, which interesting is that like it actually happens around the time in which you guys the line that you guys drew is off the off the the map itself, which is sort of funny. Um, so I mean, technically, you should do one more travel roll here. Um, but as you get closer, you guys are actually able to see in the in the dusk as the sunlight goes down on another couple of days of travel, like through these through this like kind of thick and deep meadow. Um, again, scattered trees here and there, but mostly it's just been meadow. Uh, how about all of you go ahead and roll an awareness test, actually, before we settle down as you're passing by for the night? Here, that's... Ah, that's a fail. Okay. Uh, no great successes, um, but I will say, Floy and Gilly, uh, as you're settling in for the for like your what you hope is is you know the last night before you're able to kind of reach, you um, you guys notice on the weathered hills to the east and to the south, you notice there's lights, like. You can see it for miles, right? But you can see what what looks like bonfires or something. You're not really sure, but the hills normally are dark, right? There's there's really not a whole lot, but there's activity up there. There's there's someone or something, and you can see these these flames here or there. A couple on the you know, the two northernmost um, throughout the night. 
you kind of they stay there the whole time and then come early morning before the sun rises you can see they begin to dim and more than once throughout the evening you hear the sounds of kind of like far off drums from time to time that kind of wake you in the evening giving you a little bit of an unsettling feeling uh, but fortunately like you found a very empty meadow um, no real uh, no real danger here you found a few little chunks of boulder or perhaps old ruins you're not sure which that you're able to hide you know kind of camp within before you're able to kind of get back on the on on your trek northward um you can go ahead and do one more travel roll floy i think where you guys have to end up you have i think one more as long as you pass you should be fine okay yeah so you guys <laughs> actually good yeah. thing so it's a bit so you guys are eventually going to start moving upwards a bit like the meadow was relatively flat ground easy travel but after a day or so you can feel the like the elevation just begin to slowly rise and rise to the point where like uh, an hour's worth of travel kind of wins you in a way that you know before it didn't and then like he it's a little bit harder to kind of get the the freaking pony to keep going here and there more than once you feel your foot kind of sip down into a you know into what looks like some kind of hole here or there within the within the hills and the rocks uh the grass kind of tends to give way um it's not these aren't rocky hills but you can definitely tell that they're there's the signs of kind of old structure and old buildings and stuff ruins here and there you can see in the north as you're going that there's similar similar ruins of like watchtowers of some kind where the only maybe a small portion uh, still remains intact the second the third levels have been been kind of taken down from war from erosion from time who knows but as you as you kind of crest this fairly large um but but slow hill you look off to the west and you all can see it now you can see what looks like at first you thought it just was just kind of wasteland um but as your eyes adjust you look down and you can see what looks like city walls not all of which are intact towers missing roofs here and there rectangular buildings whose walls have been cut down on one side what you imagine are likely roads sifting between them. You have a, a quite wonderful view of this place, um, but there's as if there's like a mist that seems to sort of pervade it, and you can't get a kind of a clear view. Even from here, though, you can tell there's something moving there. Might just be wind, might just be shadow. Um, it's kind of hard to tell exactly. Um, but you know you're in the right place. And so you've kind of reached the area where you know Talondale is supposed to either set up camp or range here and there. Um, it's just a matter uh, of kind of wandering about and kind of looking for them. So you're kind of looking. At this point, we're going to say the journey is over. You've kind of reached your destination. Okay. Um, after the second, everyone should have taken one fatigue after that second event. We found the shortcut, by the way. So everyone should be at three fatigue. So now what we do is, guys, we weren't doing like the whole riding of mounts. We just were kind of using the pony as a, a thing. So we're not going to skip that part. Everyone go ahead and make a travel roll to see if you can reduce your fatigue. No. <laughs> 
Oh, oh dear. And there's yes. Floy. Floy's <laughs> clutch. <laughs> um, okay, so Gilly and Arineal, you can just lock in. You've got three fatigue. Uh, so put that in your travel load box. You're going to see that that's going to increase your load. So what this basically means is because your fatigue increases your load temporarily, that means it's going to be easier for you to become weary as you as you lose endurance, right? Got it. Uh, Floy, you got a success. You can actually reduce yours by one since you got a success. And so you only have two travel load in the box. Makes sense? I think it always starts off rolling down a hill and then everything just comes yeah. up roses after that. But even rolling down, he succeeded because he didn't poke his eye out. So uh, that's true. Yes. The first event was literally the worst <laughs> event you can get. Terrible misfortune. <laughs> but he passed the test. If he hadn't passed that test, he would have gotten wounded. So when he passed his oh, explorer God. test, he would have he would have he would have gotten wounded like a Reneal. But fortunately Jeez. he did. Yeah. So you guys are now in what's basically called like the North Downs, just east of Fornost. And so really you're you're out in the wild here and there. Reniel, you might have been here at some point before, but you're kind of looking for any signs of Talendil. You're looking for activity, looking for somebody here that's supposed to be making it. So why don't all of you um make let's Can make I a roll. roll. Hunting? Uh you're okay. hunt you're gonna you're looking, gonna hunt them down and kill them. Looking for tracks or something. Looking for tracks. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, isn't that, you, isn't that a thing? When I well, I failed anyway, so you automatically okay. failed. Yeah. Okay. But you're so not miserable anymore, right? Yeah, very. She's, good point. Yeah, you're, you're just right. wounded now. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You failed. Um, you're unable to find any tracks that you would that you think are humans, you know, or or anybody. But you do find plenty of tracks. Like there's there's actually ample wildlife here you see rabbits rabbit tracks here and there fox other other kind of small small games some of which you're as you're searching around these hills trying to find we're going to kind of dip into like a mini little skill endeavor here um but as you're looking around to try any sort of you know signs of 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 anything beyond just animals you're you're unable to now talendale as as far as you know is a very skilled ranger uh is sure. far more experienced than you um mm -hmm. and so finding him will not be easy it might even be that he's more likely to find you guys before um so floy gilly how do you two want to try to go about helping to locate this this talendale fella i'm gonna go scan in the area see if there's any disturbances or leftover equipment yeah go for it It's a success. Okay. Floyd, you um you do in fact notice something as you guys are kind of keeping up all atop this like ridge line to the east, keeping Fornost on your west side, occasionally looking off into the valley to the southeast for any signs of someone coming out from under it. Um you do notice that on one of the hills, uh just northeast of the of the the ruins of this city, you do notice what you think might have been a campsite where somebody has has slept or or at least there's there's been some kind of activity here um the ground is disturbed uh you can see that no grass really grows here uh you don't really see you see what looks like kind of like ivy over top of rock and things it's as you're kind of poking around here however that you know, 
the three of you kind of pointed out to Arineal and Gilly is you start to feel like the earth kind of crunch a little strangely underneath your feet. And it's then that like the whole, everything beneath you just gives way. And you can see like Arineal as you're looking over towards Floyd and he's kind of poking around by what looks like this, this, this chunk of rock, this big boulder with vines growing over top of it. He's peeking around kind of Maybe on his, maybe he's doing a squat and kind of looking at what might have been campground, you know, campfire, old camp or something like that. And it's at that point, like you just suddenly see him poof as he disappears. He just falls through the earth, Arineal. Uh, can I try to do some like Netflix or something to sort of dive, you know, kind of like extend myself to try to catch him? Uh, sure. Um, how close would you say? You were to him, though. Oh, I don't necessarily have to have been right there, but that's just sort of my goal is that I'm trying to okay. quickly get over to where he was. And okay, so you quickly run over towards him. Um, you want to roll athletic? Yeah, go ahead and roll athletics. It's fine. Just go ahead and roll it. We'll, we'll work it up. Oh, my gosh. I failed. You go running over and you do a very heroic slide across the ground. You reach your hand out to try to catch Floyd as he like kind of lingers Gandalf like at the edge. And then you grab him, but your momentum carries you over and the two of you go falling down. Um, Gilly. Yeah. What do you want to do? Yeah. Um, I'm going to come over with my rope and my hook and I'm going to get like a good spot to like get my hook in maybe like a tree or something like test it make sure it's sturdy and then use that to help me lean over and see if they're okay okay and like <laughs> how far they're down <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad Roger. those rollers <laughs> so i think it works out great all right so um why don't you roll like a craft maybe to uh to try to sturdily tie this rope off maybe uh does craft sound okay to you or did you have something else in mind uh, no, craft works. Yeah. Let's try it. Hey, Arberlin, I just noticed she came in. That's a failure. Oh, no. So it's so, my... This is pretty hilarious, actually. Oh, God. So you wrap your... Um, it's my equipment. You... It's my rope and hook. So it's a, uh, a coil yeah, go ahead rope you... with grappling, grappling hook yeah. to climb? Yeah. Okay. So you can you can roll... In, if, you, uh, if you want... So this is more about placement. So it's less about climbing. You're just about okay. trying to like find a good like rock or tree or whatever. There's no trees in the area, but here's what happens. You you take your your grappling hook and your rope and you you go over towards that that rock, that boulder that Floy was kind of inspecting oh, no. and you wrap it around and you kind of lean over and as you do, you realize kind of in sort of shock and horror as the boulder begins to slip and kind of like bend in the middle. And you realize it wasn't a boulder at all, but just some really old ruinous rock, a series of stone. It's, it wasn't even natural. It's like something, it was like a, like a ruin of something like a wall that was protruding up out of the ground and it collapses. And as it does, you go tumbling down as well. So the three of you just go one after the other, and you drop up good 20, 30 feet and you look around at the very bottom. It's dusty. It's dark. You got bruises. Um, each one of you, uh, go ahead and roll. Um, go ahead and roll athletics to prevent taking some endurance damage as you as you make this fall. 
Yay, succeeded. There we go. Renial, good to go. Oh, poor Gilly. Gilly, roll it roll a D4. Trying to be heroic. <laughs> Take three points of in off your endurance there as you go tumbling down last. And maybe the problem is, is like Arineal Floyd, you're able to kind of carefully like bounce off the walls and contort yourselves in such a way as not to take too much of a hit. Gilly, you were trying to be heroic. You're trying to like wrap the rope down and kind of look over. But as you pull it, like the the whole wall pulls down with you and like, like stones and me. Yeah. And it's right on top. Floyd, Arineal, you're able to kind of, you know, unbury her a bit. But you look around and you guys realize that you are buried deep within what, you know, definitely has signs. It's very dark down here, but there's still some light coming down. You're a good 20, 30, maybe even more. You're in what looks like some kind of, uh, you know, chamber. You can see what looks like rock on, you know, the mixture of like rock and stone. Uh, like there's mortar. Like you're in maybe some kind of cellar, some basement, some sort of storage facility of a long abandoned outpost of some kind um maybe it was a home on the outskirts of the city a, a you know rich person's home overlooking the you know on the hills overlooking the city. so you're not sure exactly but you're some kind of buried chamber <laughs> oh too old to twitch that was good middle earth um gonna ray down but you guys are, tr yeah, you're trapped down here. You're looking around. It's not a very, it's not like you're in like some big dungeon. It looks like this, this really kind of dark, dusty, dirty chamber. All of you are covered in what looks like grime, uh, occasional bits of roots that are seeping out between a few of the, a few of the bricks that are laying the foundation. You do notice that there's like caked, you know, caked dirt on the walls climbing up. And so every time you try to just climb up simply, you fall back down a little bit here and there. Welcome Raiders. Um, uh, thank you for the raid there, uh, Valdrianth. Very much appreciate that. Uh, we are playing the One Ring Second Edition tonight. Uh, they have just fallen down a hole uh, and uh, in, in spectacularly comic ways. Uh, I so, was yeah. sliding and sliding. As soon as I failed, I pictured it in my head. Like, I'm just sliding, sliding. Like, I'm just I know. I just picture you just like... slide. Like, <laughs> I picture like Floyd's like climbing up and he's he's about to be okay. He's like, oh, that was close. And all of a sudden, like, Arineal's there and just like tumbles into you and takes you both down. Um, it's kind of like a water slide. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about the morning dew on the grass. Just like kept sliding. Um, so Arineal wants to try to do the like, you know, go backwards and then try to run up the side, you know, try to like get some momentum and see <laughs> if that works. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll athletics, but I'm going to penalize one D six as the, the walls themselves are kind of coated with dirt. Uh, so take a, take a one D six penalty die. So, <laughs> so you 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 guys Wait, watch as Riddle on. tries to parkour up the side of the wall and as she does she gets like two steps up her foot gives way and like you can see up to her ankle her boot goes into the wall as dirt is ripped out and she just falls backwards onto her ass yeah yeah no no even when i rolled the d6s that still got me nowhere close how do you guys want to get out of here So looking around down here, there's not much. Oh, yeah. You can definitely see what looks like ruins of uh, like old building 
you know, building components, you can see like there's large chunks of stone, like long decayed, like wood beams and stuff that are almost like as you pick them up and they kind of crumble in your hands, like as they've sort of dried out over time. Uh, what looks like very, very rusted tools from time to time here and there, nothing that would be very useful, um, more or at least more useful than what you already have. Uh, what looks like shattered, like shattered pottery of some kind. You can see what looks like kind of clay that has been shattered into various pieces. Uh, Maybe we can do like a little human ladder so you can get Gilly out first. Okay. So you want to pop Gilly onto your shoulders and you want to get on top of Arineal's shoulders? <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Okay. All right. Maybe Floyd needs to be the base. Yeah, maybe uh, that was my thought too. Okay. <laughs> so Floyd, the sturdy dwarven base, Arineal, you climb on top, and then Gilly, you're on top as well. All right. So Gilly, you're gonna make the roll, but you'll get oh you'll get a bonus of two d six because you've got the two of them. Um, okay. Actually, no wait. That's not how it works, is it? Somebody else has to make the roll, don't they? Uh, Floyd or as the as the base. As the base, yeah. Floyd, why don't you go ahead and roll like athletics here? This sounds like. This is not assisted. This isn't. You're assisting her, so is what's, what's oh, okay. happening. You're assisting Gilly. As Gilly is going, you're going to try to make a sturdy base. And okay. Oh no. So Floyd, you're there. Arineal <laughs> climbs on top of your shoulders. She's sort of swaying. Gilly climbs up as well, and you can feel her kind of tugging on the back of your uh, back on your hair in the back, where you're like your curly, you know, your curly hair is like. Argh! And that's when you look over and you realize Arineal never like cleaned off her boot, and so you look over and you can see that on her on your right shoulder it's just like mud and grime, and it kind of gets all on your beard, and you like, get all mad at that point, and that shakes everything, and the whole tower comes down. Gilly as well. Uh, actually, no, no, Gilly, you actually get to make the roll. You just don't. You'll see if you get up. So roll ahead. Go ahead and roll athletics, but you don't get any help from him. Okay, but I have my my. I still have my item. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it came I, down with you. Yeah. So when I'm up there, could I like try and like? <laughs> I don't know if this will actually work. But, just like, blindly it up and just like blindly throw it up there and see if I can pull myself up. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So bumps the jaw. Yeah, that'd be terrible. No. Oh my god. Oh no. Huh. So did we okay, yeah, it's to the right of it. So because it gives me it gives me one D6, right? Uh yeah, should, yeah. It's a bonus die, yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh no. So, Athletics are not my specialty. You 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 do like a lasso twirl and then <laughs> And as right as you go to start pulling, that's when the that's when the tower tumbles. Everyone, and you're like you're hanging on for a dear life, and you're like, and you I think you've got like, something. And you're, what are you doing? No, no, it's, go ahead. What it's you, like it doesn't go all the way up. I like maybe get like a root or something, and then I just kind of like, and I hit a wall. <laughs> you're just kind of hanging there. <laughs> and but I'm just like four feet above the ground. Like I'm not I'm not up there. <laughs> <laughs> Feet dangling like three inches off the ground. Help me! <laughs> okay, you guys are still stuck down here. Other yes, thoughts? We are. And this is how the campaign ends. No. <laughs> you just Who, starve. In we go all yellow jackets, and you, one of you eats the other. Yeah. Okay. It'll be me. 
Um. Okay. So I'm thinking. You guys hear a crackle. Oh, no. And suddenly the rain begins to fall. <laughs> <laughs> we can just drown. wait for the rain to fill us up and we can just float out. We'll just swim. <laughs> I like There's it. one way to I do like it. it. How about I just yeah, start right, like beating the walls down for like make the hole wider? So I just like Yeah. There's enough dirt to climb out. Okay, sure. Uh give me a roll. Whatever you want. A craft, maybe? Trying to find places along the walls as you're going up. Oh my goodness! Seriously, we can't. We just like collect like some dirt or some rocks, and we'll make like a little pile. Okay, so forget. By the way, it's been a while since we played. It's been a couple of weeks, but you can spend hope uh, to become inspired, or you can spend hope to get an extra bonus die if it's applied to your one of your distinctive features. You get you can become inspired, which means you get your two bonus die. Don't forget to use your resources here, and you still have one fellowship point as well. So there's resources that you could potentially use here. Um, but yeah, so like Floyd starts hammering into the walls here and there. And as he does, stuff just starts to tumble like you intended, but it starts raining bricks and stone on you guys from above. And it's oh no. it becomes kind of this dodge, of, you know, like you're kind of dodging and moving, dodging and moving. That's when you hear the sound as you as you you're hammering into a wall a bit, Floyd, and you kind of knock through a wall, and you can see like a hole opens up, maybe about a foot across, and this kind of warm, dusty breeze just comes whooshing at it right into your face, and you can kind of feel almost like a heat uh, unexpectedly hit you. And you hear through that hole, you hear like a a voice like this from somewhere on the other side of that. Um, Arineal and Gilly, uh, both of you roll a lore test. (laughs) Let's see. Do we have any bonus die left or did we use those all up? From last week, I think you're done. If we do, we have one left. You might have one, yeah. You could have yeah. one. We'll say Looks you'll like say you have one. one. Man, Arineal, keeping those automatic successes. Uh Arineal, you would know that um your people, or at least the people, you know, so the Dunedain and such, not necessarily you specifically, but some of the other rangers here and there who descend from a kind of a kind of historic lineage here. Um, when they laid their dead down, it was usually in in barrows, like in these these mounds. So it wasn't like it wasn't like a, a graveyard. It wasn't a tomb necessarily. It was in like these barrow mounds and things like that. So it's not uncommon. You're in the hills right now. It's it's certainly possible you could be have accidentally found yourself in some kind of you know old uh Old tomb. Who knows? Oh, goodness. Um, Arinia will just sort of mutter, like, <laughs> apologies for the disruption. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you mutter an apology through the... Okay. And... 
I, Iridium will try to, um, Iridium will ask if anybody has a sword. Oh, thanks to old Twitch. A sword? a sword or a spear that I can borrow. Yeah, we got a spear. Have one, right? You got one? Yeah. Okay. So can I try and get an extra dice to just do, because I, I noticed when Gilly was trying to kind of throw that it kind of landed into the wall and stuck. So um, Aurelia wants to try to kind of use her sword and Floy's spear to try to get it to stick and kind of climb up that way. So with a little bit of assistance yeah. from kind of having an extra. Yeah, I think that sounds great. Uh, what's that? Probably athletics. We'll say maybe two. I'll give you two, one for each item you're using as you're trying to climb up. All right. Let's see how that goes. You you so, hear, by the way, Floy, as she's doing this, like the sound of this, whatever. It might just be the wind. It might be something else is getting a little louder and closer. So go ahead, oh, Arneal. Oh, goodness. Okay. So I should have five D6s. So let's see if this rolls properly. Okay. If it doesn't, you can... <laughs> Rineal should be miserable. I like the warning. <laughs> oh, because it... Oh, because I clicked the wrong thing and it's meant to hope. That's why. Because I didn't okay. want to spend hope. I was just trying to get the D6 okay. proper. You're still very successful. And as you're able to, one by one, kind of climb your way up, stabbing into the side of the rock sword spear you know spearhead sword spearhead sword spearhead giving you that extra sturdiness as you use the two floyd gilly the two of you watch as a renewal climbs up the side of uh of this this pit that you now find yourselves in um and we'll assume that a you probably either have your own rope or you took gilly's rope and you lower it down and we won't have we don't have any more rolls at this point but one by one you kind of climb slowly but surely back up. The rain's coming down at this point. There's a little bit of an overcast. You kind of start to back away from this this hole in the ground. Um, and that's when like you hear a, uh, a kind of a, a like a what sounds like clapping at one point. You just hear a You kind of look around for it, kind of scan, and you, uh, you know, you, there's like other rocks and stuff in the area, a couple bushes here and there, like these kind of wiry bushes from time to time. And that's when like you hear like kind of a voice just come almost out of like nothing. You just hear, uh, I would have thought you all grave robbers, but you're much too loud. You make enough noise to wake the dead. And I would prefer that you did not do such a thing this night. There are already two restless as it is. And like, you just you still can't kind of catch exactly where it's coming from. And then just sort of stepping out from the side of one of these tall like boulders or stacks of rock, almost as if blending into it. You see a man in his 60s, 70s, his hair, this tangled mess of like brown and gray. He's got this dark green cloak and kind of brownish armor that seems to be underneath it. Sores, weapons everywhere, dirt on his face, no beard, just kind of these looks like these stark blue eyes. And he just looks out at you all and he just says, 
All right. Come. Let's get away from here. This is not a good place to linger. Uh, thank you, uh, Talendil? Mm-hmm. Just nods. Hurry now. Let's go. The pony, too. I'll hurry up, get my horse, my little pony, and I'm following. Okay. So he kind of leads you off a bit and away from that area, and every now and then he kind of looks back over his shoulder. You're not sure if it's whether to to make sure you guys are all following, or at one point you get the sense that he's looking beyond you all, like to what's behind you and something like that. But after about an hour, he he kind of parks you within what looks like this old series of standing stones of some kind, almost like a stone hedge type, type setup. And you can see that he's got some some small uh, some small little like like bed rolls and things that are kind of hidden in like a pack that he has tied off into a bush. You still have a fairly good view. It looks like of the city from here. At this point, like the rain is still starting to fall. It's still falling, but it's it's much darker now. Um, and he's like, "All right, this will be. You can camp here for the night, and then uh, you can uh, return wherever it is you had to go before. But I would kindly ask that you." Uh, Vacate the premises as quickly as possible. Well, actually, where we had to go was to find you. That's what we were. That's what we were doing when we fell down over there. We we're actually looking for you. He kind of gets this wry smile on his face. He looks at you, and then he looks down at Floyd, and then even further down at at Gilly, and he's like, "A hobbit, a dwarf, and..." A ranger. Are looking for me? Hmm. Yeah, yes, we, we come uh, from Oswald Breaker. So, oh, the old man sent you, did he? Well, old man's relative, I suppose. Okay, okay, out yeah, with it. Like elbows you, because you have the, the note that he gave. Yeah, oh, right, um... This is this is from from directly from his hand. Pass so it he t- takes it from you and he goes like, "Dwarf, make yourself useful. Start us a fire." You I, little I one. It. If you go down that hill right there, there's some bushes at the base. Berries, very sweet. Go collect some. Come on, off with you. Let's yep. go. She goes. Okay, so he unfolds this note and he kind of leans up. Against one of the walls, while Floyd's like there making the in the fire. Periodically, his eyes like peek up above the note and kind of look over. At, you kind of see him grimace a little bit here and there. Looks at Arineal from time to time, eyes you up and down. You're not appraising looks, but he, you know his face is almost unreadable, right? Uh-huh. That's curious. It explains a few things. So why did, uh, as, as Gilly, you're coming back, you got this like big bowl of like, you know, this big thing of like berries comes up. And he's like, so why did Oswald send the three of you? It's not a kind thing to send children off on an errand like this one. We've actually been quite useful to the folks around Bree and Combe mm. recently. And we're doing what we can to help out and... Oswald really thought that there should be some warning coming up this way with that map going missing and whatnot. Yeah, especially with the hill folk. Uh, 
messing around with orcs and stuff. They've been cavorting. As like Gilly is like sorting, like getting like twigs and stuff off the berries and stuff. Very useful you've been, huh? Well, when you pick the berries, don't pick the whole dawn branch. You want them to regrow themselves. As he starts kind of going through your fine and kind of correcting some of your mistakes, like flicking this off in there. And he kind of goes over towards Floyd and he's like, and he kind of shakes his head. He starts putting like this ring around it just to make sure like this fire is going to die out. With kind of correcting everything everybody does very like curmudgingly old man like mansplaining his thing to everybody and sort of a not in like a kind of definitely a jerk way but kind of a it totally goes over gilly's head and she just takes it as like useful information and she's like okay okay and she's like writing it in her notes you know it's in this note no we didn't read it hmm hey Speaks uh, speaks kindly of the three of you, actually. Says, uh, you three saved his life. Is that true? That's how I got this, and I've got some, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, if, no. he were, I, if he didn't get attention, he would have died. No. Oswald is a, um, he's a good man, and Curmudgeonly, maybe, but uh, not without good reason. Life started to take his wife just uh, far too soon, I suppose. And uh, But he's a very intelligent man, more so than most of the lot who makes up those villages down there. Reads, history, love of his. Any of you... Consider yourselves intelligent folk. We're still learning. In battle, maybe. In battle? Hmm. A warrior amongst us. This dwarven warrior. Hmm. Where about you from, dwarf? Blue the Mountains to the west. west. The arid Luane. Hmm. What brings you to this neck of the woods? Doing work for Balin. Call for a favor. Mm. Now you found yourself up here. Mm. There's not much treasure down there, if that's what you're thinking. At least not the kind that's going to fill up your vaults. It's a different kind of treasure down there. Story. History. Sadness and tragedy. Nothing shiny. Nothing gold. Well, maybe a wee bit of gold. But if you try to go looting it down there, well, we're going to find out just how good of a warrior you are, aren't we? You can tense, like, it's a very polite threat mm-hmm. at you, Floyd. He's, like, singled you out for this specifically. Well, if you don't want me to go poking, you should just say so. Mm. I think I just did, didn't I? Um, and Gilly's like, she doesn't handle the, the like hostile energy very well, so she tries to like. Yeah. So much testosterone suddenly, just like. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, this is weird. Okay, um, she's like, because 
It's he Oswald was saying um they stole the map of of Fornost. Well, yeah, according to this, she stole a couple things. Mm-hmm. Drawings. Journals of folks who used to live within the city. Mm. These are priceless artifacts. I tell him more than once they're probably not uh, suited for just some random bumpkin's home. He should send them over to a proper place like Rivendell. But now, 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 very possessive he was. Now look what's happened. These aren't just some... Easy trinkets you can replace by wandering into the village square for the weekend. He's all priced this one of a kind. And uh, his uh, arrogance has led to their capture and their uh, possible loss. But yeah, maps. What? Can't say how accurate they were. What would the hill folk or the orcs want with... Fornos. Well, it's uh, hard to say, really, to be honest. Uh, it's probably whatever's in the Arvidoin's chambers, I suppose. I don't know whether they think there's treasure down there or something. Uh, I certainly ain't uh, seeing stones, those aren't. I've been there for generations. But, uh, likely, whatever they want's in the, uh, in the chambers buried beneath this, this palace. You kind of, it's kind of dark now, but you might be able to see it. And he points down to, like, sort of the center of the city where there's just, like, this massive rubble as if it kind of imploded upon itself. Yeah, right beneath, down that heap, right down there. It's supposed to be some sort of, uh... Private chambers, massive library, collection of things, artifacts of sort. Could be that. Probably that. Might be something else. For a time, they, uh, they occupied the city. Maybe they left something behind. Looking to retrieve it. These weren't just uh, your average uh, treasure hunters, grave robbers. These... If what she says is true, there's some sort of coordinated effort. Less concerned about what they're trying to get and a little bit more concerned about uh, who's driving them to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, uh... This is not the, uh... Only strange circumstances and rumors I've heard... Right. You. What is your name again? He looks down at Arineal at this point. Uh, name's Arineal. You made a range to the Lone Lands. You, you gazed on the grey waste at Zangmar. Have you done any sort of thing like that before? Done some travel, yes. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a no to me. Well, some of our kin, rumor has it, and I certainly hope it's rumor. A chill wind has been blowing down from the northeast, 
apparently. Fires glow once more in Condoom. Shadows move about in the grey waste. But I've not seen it for myself. I have other duties to attend to. He kind of nods down towards Fornost. But apparently, uh, word has it, something stirs in Angmar. Now you all are here with stories of orcs and goblins and hill folk that haven't been active in a thousand years. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm getting stories about lots and the ruins of a long dead city, and it's not this one that I'm referring to. Hmm. There's not concerning. much of a response from the cities. Those, those aren't cities. That's a city down there, or at least it was. You've got some handful of sticks and stones beaten together with a bunch of scared little children, and I'm not just talking about the wee ones, I'm talking about all of them. There's wardens down there. They see an orc or a goblin there is liable to wet their pants and do anything useful. Well, Most of the time. may think Most there's the... not much of us, but we've been doing our best. Mm. You've got a broken jaw, and I just watched the three of you spend two and a half hours trying to get out of a hole you fell down. At least we're trying. Hmm. You try crawling out a hole after traveling for five days. I wouldn't have fell down it to begin with. But I'll take your point. I'll take your point. Don't learn to crawl out of a hole until you fall down with you. Okay. That's probably a proverb in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Gilly just kind of pops up. We just are getting more proof that something is amiss. To, to bring more information to Balin. Because even along our way here in the Weather Hills, there were drums and bonfires. Hmm. And, and and she just kind of like stops kind of thoughtfully as she like worries her lip. It's Don't worry, don't worry, you're fine right now. There's plenty of orcs and goblins off east. Saw them just a few days. Eh, hanging about in the woods north of the Weather Hills. Sometimes at night they go up, seem to be searching for something, looking, roaming. Odd behaviour, if you ask me. Then, wait for it. He's kind of like looking down at the at the town as it's like getting dark light for it what and then as as he's kind of looking down it's that it's that's that's when you see it you see like kind of lights begin to pop up here and there like torch lights here and there they go four five maybe might be the folk you uh you help dispatch and you can see that there's like people moving about in the ruins like you you can't see them anymore you can more just kind of see like torch light or lantern light yeah might be a very folk uh, you all been chasing what not what say we fill our bellies a bit and we head on down there 
and I ask them what they're looking for. Sound good? Yeah. All right, then. How's cooking? He kind of cracks his knuckles a bit. And we'll go ahead and end it there, I think, for tonight. And then we'll tackle the city of Fornos tomorrow <laughs> or <laughs> next week. <laughs> Let's not fall any holes on the way down again. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that to happen. I was like, oh, yeah. oops. Pretty terrible. All right, we'll go ahead and stop there. We're a little bit past our two hours. So we'll end there. Uh, but I think that we should be able to... Well, we'll see how it goes. Like, the, my goal was like four episodes and then fellowship four episodes, but it looks more like it's going to be five. But that's fine. We're kind of doing a lot of learning as we go, as we mm-hmm. go through the... The different phases and things like that. Figured out uh, our journey. Did we do? Did we do closing fatigue? Did I do like the fatigue and stuff for you? Yes, we did. Yeah, I have three fatigue. All right, let's. Uh, yeah, so let's get the hell out of here then. Uh, so before we go, for those of you that are still hanging out in the channel and watching, appreciate you hanging out. Appreciate you throwing some bits our way, and just appreciate the raid. Uh, we, uh, will continue this next week. Uh, we'll kind of get to the bottom of it. We're getting a random bunch of name drops here and there. Uh, and, uh, we're going to go, it sounds like into this, uh, abandoned city slash ruin of Fornos next week. And, uh, two people are almost out of hope. One person already has a broken jaw. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'm sure this is going to go great. Um, <laughs> and you've got, but at least you got like, uh, this jerk, uh, this jerk old ranger with you that might help you, or he'll just leave you the minute you fall into a fall into a oh. hole. Yeah. <laughs> but now we know how to get out of a hole. Swords and spears. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Swinging our way up. Uh, so let's see what's next for us. Uh, Monday, we're going to be back on this channel playing Alien. Uh, so we've been off from that for like a month. Uh, so we're going to get back to that. We're closing down at the end of chapter three or Marine chapters. So that's going to be pretty close. Good end on Monday. Uh, but likely it might take two or three more sessions. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, then next Friday, I think we're going to be able to start up the final chapter of our impossible landscapes campaign for Delta green. Uh, I have no idea what's going to happen. Really excited to see where that goes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then Saturday we'll be back for this. Uh, so there's that. Uh, but yeah, thanks for everyone who hung out tonight. Thanks for the raid. Thanks for the bits. Thanks for just kind of chilling and watching. If you're watching this on YouTube later, thanks for checking it out. Uh, if you see any correction, if there's anything we're doing wrong, get any of the rules wrong or stuff, throw the, you know, throw us, throw a, throw us a comment on YouTube or something like that. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make a correction here or there, but otherwise that's it for us. Uh, we'll go ahead and raid somebody so you can kind of keep watching somebody this, uh, this Saturday evening. Um, but We'll catch you next time. Throw it on the end screen. We'll do the raid. Click the follow raid button thingy, and uh, we'll go from there. So, bye bye. Good night. Bye bye.